This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today, I've got a very special guest, my very good friend, Mr. Barry Salt, who is the National Director of Wine Packaging at Landsberg Aurora. How are you today, Barry? Fantastic. How are you, Corey? Good. Thank you so much. You and I have worked together for a long time, and you've been one of my mentors in packaging sustainably. And so I was really excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Can you tell us uh, how you got into packaging and and then sustainable packaging? Well, you know, I got off the commercial fishing boats, gosh, in the the late, you know, the early 90s. And so I started with, ironically, a packaging janitorial supply company called Fishman Supply. And, And they gave me the territory of Sonoma Napa. So as I'm out there selling, I, I noticed that these wineries didn't have a good packaging source for their direct-to-consumer packaging. So I introduced that into Fishman Supply, and we started back then in the in the early 90s, starting to supply wine shippers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's how I started. That's when I started, and that's sort of when you know, we started looking at sustainability because we were using styrofoam shippers and we knew that that wasn't sustainable because they were selling toilet paper out there that that were recycled with wood chips in it. So we knew that that this was serious and this was going to be a, a subject for now into the future. That's interesting how it went from the fishing industry to to the wine industry. Do you feel like that was the transition? Well, you know, I was a restaurant guy and, and I was going to go back into the restaurant business and realize that that's just not what I wanted to do. Right. There wasn't any money in it. There wasn't, you know, it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but, but I really needed to, to raise a family and I needed to make some money. So I, I got into sales Wow. and, and then, and then into this packaging sales. <laughs> well, it's a great industry and it's like most of us, once you get in, you don't get out, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah. So this is a question I'm asking all my guests, and I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on it. Can packaging actually be sustainable? That's a really good question. Because, I mean, I guess you really have to define sustainable. And and I guess sustainable would be something that you could keep doing over and over again. Yeah. without any adverse effects. So, so no, I, it will never be completely sustainable, but we, you know, there are alternatives to actually making the packaging and using it over and over again. And that's really where I'm leaning towards is getting away from corrugated packaging, getting away from all this packaging and, and getting it to some kind of reusable shipper um, because it's, it, we can't just keep making more cardboard, more pulp. I mean, everybody is is maxed out right now, and inflation's hitting. 
So right. it, it, it is just, it, it is a, a time where we have to rethink of what we're doing and how we do it. Yeah, supply is short, demand is skyrocketing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We're seeing it across all kinds of packaging. Yeah, and I think we discussed before, you know, the 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 changes of the habits from going, you know, to the to the grocery store and to the department store on the weekends and picking up your 20, 30 items. And now those 20, 30 items are now being shipped to you. It, yeah. it is not sustainable. We cannot, everything we buy can't come through the mail. We don't have enough trucks. We don't have enough boxes. We don't, it's just, it's just really a crash course that we're on right now. And, and I guess, I guess if you, you make the, the package so expensive, you can't afford to buy it or ship it anymore. I guess that's where we're coming to. And then they'll start opening up brick and mortars again, and people will start driving to the store. So I think that, you know, there is the, the, the end game here is not good. So we, we need to, we need to, to rethink what we're doing. Yeah. I, when you can't deliver each individual item to you in its own separate packaging and, and that's not sustainable. I agree. So do we do some kind of a consolidated shipping? Do we do a retail store? Like, like you said, is there a milkman system where we're picking it or we're picking them up once a week or delivering, you know, a whole scope of items. Uh, very interesting idea. I agree. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we, we talked earlier about the, the returnable shipper, right. Yeah. And, and one of the problems with the returnable shipper is, is that, you know, everything goes out, you, you, you know, FedEx or UPS and, and they don't come and pick up that package. So the package has to be returned USPS. Right. So that's what we're working on now is, is, you know, how expensive can we make this thing? How many times can it be used and, and, and become, you know, a, an actual uh, positive, right? Right. So, so, you know, we're thinking, you know, is it 20 bucks and we get four out of it, you know, then it's $5, which it costs about right now for a wine shipper. Or do we get 20 out of it and really dig into that, that, that cost savings and, and that, um, you know, using less packaging, you know, overall. So they, these are the kinds of things that, that, you know, we are working on as a company, but there is, you know, there's lots of I's to dot and T's to cross. Right. And, and, and to make the, the return on the investment for the, you know, the wineries to be, you know, um, palatable. Very good point. It, it must be uh, budget friendly as well as eco-friendly to be an actual solution, right? Yeah. And I think that in this case, it could be much less than what they're paying now. And, and so I think that it, this is a way to actually make more money at the same time being more environmentally friendly and sustainable. And and that's a win-win because most of the sustainable packaging isn't a win-win. It's more expensive. Good point. It is. It is. Le- it takes more of it because it's less safe. So there's mm-hmm. there's a ton of stuff around it that you know, like we we came up with the Veracol this year, mm-hmm. which was the the paper packaging around you know around the the potato starch or corn starch kind of uh, planks. Yeah. And, that is a tremendous amount of work and labor making that. 
and, and yep. the paper is virgin paper that this is this is this is not it, it's still way better than the styrofoam yeah but it's not the, the final answer right it's a good it's a good interim yep. you know it's like our biofoam is a good interim but these aren't these aren't the end all questions these are just some of the 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 stop gap solutions that we're doing to to you know a, appease the the environmental direction that we're going as a as right. a country and as a planet really yeah it's 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 no longer a question of do we need to do this it's how fast can we do it right and, and yeah, exactly uh, and 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 so you know but and people have to make some sacrifices and but what we got to do is that people will only pay x amount of dollars for their two bottles of wine Right. And, yeah. and getting the, the shipping and the packaging is way more expensive than the wine that you even put inside it. So it, it, this is all upside down. So I, you know, like I said, I think eventually, you know, the, you know, and maybe not in my lifetime, but in the next five or 10 years, this thing, whole thing's going to flip back to where it was because that was the most logical and, and easiest and most efficient way to get your stuff from the store or from the manufacturer into your, you know, into your, into your house. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and like you said, have a cart full of items, a literal cart, not, not an online cart Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, you, that you pushed your vehicle and you take them home. Yeah. Do you think the, the wine industry as a whole is, is pushing to be more sustainable? Absolutely. I, I mean, these are, these are essentially farmers, you know, from, from that standpoint. Now there's the big conglomerates, but the big conglomerates have, have also, you know, really looked at paying even a little bit more for the sustainable packaging, right? Yep. Because they understand that if they can advertise that they do this, then their consumers are going to buy from them. So I, I don't know if it, it, it's from a moral standpoint, but certainly, <laughs> certainly it's from a, from a standpoint that they, it's in every conversation that we have, right? So, so yeah. the, the, the wineries and our customer, their customer base is pushing them to not send these styrofoam containers and to, and, and, and all this thing. And, and the problem with it has in, in the years past is the wineries can't afford to sit on their wine all summer long anymore. Right. They used to be able to, and we had millions and millions of shipments here that were held for heat hold. And, and what I've been trying to do this last 10 years is trying to unstick those heat holds by creating some, some packaging to, you know, to, to ship during the summer. Like and, more aggressive cooling yeah, systems. Styrofoam has been the yep. only thing that we've come up with. And the, and the one that actually works was so expensive and so big that people weren't buying it. So they would buy what we call the perception chipper, right. which is which is the styrofoam that we have now that's probably three eighths inch thick and it will probably only last 24 hours. Yeah. But because it has a nice pack in it, it's styrofoam and it reaches the the doorstep with cool to the touch, the customer is fine. Right. Which happens 90% of the time. 10% of the time it doesn't work, but they're willing to take that risk. So that's where we are right now is, you know, how much yeah. money can you spend and, mm -hmm. and, and still keep your profits and still keep that customer. So right. the Holy Grail is a very economical, cool packed shipper. 
that's environmentally friendly that you right. can biodegrade, recycle, or reuse. Yeah, and maybe something similar to the very cool, but something that's easier, a little bit easier to set up, maybe. Yeah, and I think you know if we go if we go to a, a returnable shipper, it's not going to be a recyclable type material. It, we more can, robust so, right yeah we'll use a you know a, a pe kind of product that you can just reuse over and over and over and over again yeah. and that will far out i th i think you know from a carbon footprint and a total carbon footprint we will be well ahead of the curve and those are eventually recyclable as well right I not mean, really they, technically <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 there, you can reuse that product, regrind it and reuse it. Right. If it, if, if it's recycled properly. And as we come out with our program, cause we're really at the infancy of it, we'll figure that part out. You know, right. what do we do with it when we're done with it? You know, where do we take it? How is it, is it regrind reused, which I know they can do at, at ACH or anyway, Atlas foam. So, so well, but that, that's sort of, you know, the, the thousand foot version of what we're looking at. Yeah. So what do you think about shipping wine in kegs instead of glass bottles as a sustainable option? Well, I, it's such a cool idea. So in Europe, and th this is an article I read 15 years ago, they don't, you don't go in a lot of places in Europe, you don't go by the store and get bottles of wine, cases of wine. You have a keg that you put in the back of your pickup truck and you drive <laughs> underneath to the winery and they have these filling stations, like a gas station. Wow. And they fill these kegs up and then you just drive it home. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's already. Yeah, yeah. That's been going on for years. So there, there is a, a company here in Napa that, that sells kegs of wine, but it's more to restaurants and things like that not to the homes right. but but in europe it's quite quite common to see a barrel in a person's living room full of wine <laughs> that's awesome right yeah you know they so that's sort of how they do it so if you're you know really in a good wine, get a barrel put it in your put it in your house pretty you know it's constant temperature of 70 degrees or whatever <laughs> don't age the wine Right. Right. And and there you go. You, you, you got it. But I completely agree with that. You know, it 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 kind of, you know, the marketing people may disagree with you and, you know, all, all the people who make labels and bottles and all that. But right. You're absolutely right. If you're if you're a wine drinker and you know you're going to drink wine every night and you 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 know a good wine, buy it by the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what a like like you said what a cool thing to have in your house you know yeah and especially if you host lots of events or gatherings yeah i've seen those systems in restaurants fairly uh frequently where they have a keg and it comes out of a tap right uh, yeah which yeah. yep so that you know, that, is, like that is a new thing and, it, and it's great for restaurants but you know we just we still have that mentality where we want to see the bottle and smell the cork and mm -hmm. and see the fancy label and and, it, and it's sort of a, a a whole experience yep so you know if you're owning a restaurant or something like that you've got to create that experience without them seeing that bottle somehow and i'm not right. sure how that works whether it's on an ipad you know where <laughs> like a lot of these wine menus are now, now on an iPad. So you can click on it and it could, it could give you a story, you know, you could just yeah. have 
you code right there on your menu and and now it's telling the story that way they don't see need to see the bottle and smell the cork and you know do all those types of things even better in my yeah. opinion than you know labels are beautiful like like you said and bottles are even even opening a bottle is an experience but if the QR code could lead to a short video about the family and where the grapes were grown and, you know. Yeah. And I'm uh, starting to see that, you know, even on people's bottles now and labels, these Q codes. And I, and I think that that's probably, you know, if they had a, if they had iPads in these, in these um, restaurants and a lot of them are, are now, and they take orders on them and do all that type of thing yeah. that you, you could actually interact and just go here, you know, you click on this and it gives you the story about the wine and, then off you go, but Great. Uh, yeah, I love just, that idea. Yeah, but any kind of idea you, you can think of to to not to get away from the bottles and the and the screw caps and the good. I mean, being a buyer for one of these places got to be a nightmare, right? Because you've got to you've got to you've got the cork, the glass, the label, and in production, in the picking of the grapes and the aging of the grapes, everything has to come together all all at the at the perfect time. Yeah. To put that all together and you know, what if what if you harvest a bumper crop and you have yeah. you need extra this year all of a sudden and yeah yeah, yeah. and glass the the shortage on glass is is bizarre people yeah. can't get glass so they they can't produce the wine and so they can't sell the wine and and it's yeah our, our supply chain is choked yeah. amazingly and and we're doing the best we can but, you know, we're not at a, at a great fill rate and, and neither is anybody else, you know? Right. So, I mean, these glass houses are, you know, in, in the low sixes or, yeah. you know, 60% fill rates and things like that. That's it, amazing. Yeah. It's just because, because, you know, they've allocated the glass to them that they used last year. Right. But now they've grown 10%, 15%. Well, the glass plants don't have that capacity to bring on an extra 10 or 15%. Yep. So everybody's born from Peter to pay Paul. And, <laughs> and, and it, it's just very, very frust frustrated industry right now in, the, in that regard. I see the same in the beer industry with cans. They're, they're frustrated. Right. They, they can't get cans. That's because the wine people are using them now. That's what I was going to say. Have you seen, <laughs> is that the new trend? Is uh, yeah. the, the, the trend in, you know, 250 mLs, 355 yeah. mLs, and even the 375 mLs, which is like the Coke can, the traditional Coke can. They're even oh. wine in those. So we were at a, an, an account the other day. I won't mention their name, but they, they had, you know, canning lines, Tetra pack lines, and bag in a box lines as well as wow. their regular wine lines. Tetra Pak. This is where it's wow. going, right? So now they, they're actually, this is the first winery I saw put all that into one one building. <laughs> but, you know, there's lots of co-packers around here in Napa that, that have the can fillers and, and, and that type of thing, but there's not enough of them, right? And like you said, there's not enough cans. And so it's... Uh, and, and that, that's the trend, the single serve, and yep. which I think, which I think is awful. I just, I just can't. It's, it's the trend because that's what you know the 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 consumer wants, but it's a bad trend, right? Well, it's, it's easier to put a, a twelve ounce can in your backpack when you're hiking. I think that's kind of the idea, right? Like you know, yeah. 
yeah, it's, not a, it, it's 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 convenience. It's not it's not the right thing to do. It's not the experience that, that we spoke of before. Right. right. It, it's it's like it's like you go uh, you buy orange juice for the house and you just go buy little 12 ounce bottles. You go buy 12 of those. I right. mean, one of the things that we've done at the house is we love sparkling water. So we used to buy cases of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So we bought one of those air, those air streams or whatever they are. Yeah. And we get our water from Chester, right. You know, it's all beautiful water and we, we have got sparkling water and, and we've saved just in our household, probably a case a week. Wow. Right. And Amazing. You, so you take that times 52 weeks. I, I mean, just us alone by just buying that soda stream thing, yep. save that amount of bottles. I had another guest on the podcast that said SodaStream was the first to do sustainable packaging. And I thought, wait a second. And then you think about it and you're exactly right. That's what he's talking about. What you're just saying, you're eliminating packaging that's unnecessary. Yes. Make yeah. it at home. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I think this keg thing's a great idea. Or, or even just go fill up from a tank. Yeah. Go refill your bottles, right? I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's just crazy what we do because yeah. we just want to sit at home. Right. And, and, and no, it's, it's, let's get out there, people. Walk, <laughs> use your electric bike, you know, whatever it takes. You know, if you, right. if you don't want to buy gas, then, you know, buy an electric car and do it that way. But, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, it could even be like a delivery service. Like you used to get oil for your heat delivered right. to your house. Right. <laughs> there could, you know, Chateau Donsemaine could be, could deliver the wine. Imagine this, like an ice cream truck going down the road <laughs> with all these spouts on the side of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which, which vintage would you like today, sir? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. what, thank you so much for being on the show, sir. What's the best way for us to get a hold of you? You, you can get a hold of me at barry.salt at landsberg.com. Email. All right. And so it's, it's Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, and salt like pepper, S-A-L-T. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again uh, for being on the show. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Landsberg Aurora, for their support. And you and I both work there, so this works out really well. Yep. And thanks again, Barry. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Corey, for doing this. I think you're, you're doing the world a favor. Thank you, sir. All right. Cheers. You too. Okay. This episode is sponsored by SpecRite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.